Welcome to the Rising Resiliency Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Hines, and this podcast is for you, the you who feels stuck because of your past circumstances, and you're wondering if you're the only one who feels this way. But I'm here to promise you you're not alone, and together we can rise up and be resilient. I am so glad you're here for today's episode, so let's dive right in. What's up, you guys? So glad you're here for today's episode. I apologize if you are someone who regularly listens to this podcast. Last Thursday, I did not release an episode like I was hoping to. I have had such bad allergies lately. I actually completely lost my voice. And so I was not going to put you through the pain of listening to me talk when I hardly could speak words. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is still a little bit not back to normal. So hopefully you can bear with me through this episode because I am talking about something that I feel so strongly about. Most things I talk about on this podcast, I obviously feel passionately about, but this is one that I've been thinking about for a while and wanting to record an episode about. And last week when I was on a run, it actually popped back into my head again. So to paint the picture, I am out on a run. I usually, I do two workouts a day right now because I'm doing 75 hard. One of my workouts has to be outside. So if I'm not doing like a home workout program on my patio, I go for a run. Usually I do 20 minutes of walking, listening to a podcast, 20 to 25 minutes of running. So I'm running and I'm nearing the end of my workout and I literally have a minute left of this run. Like the trainer in my ear tells me you have one minute left. I see a stop sign ahead and I tell myself, I'm going to run to that stop sign. If you are a runner, you probably relate to this. I always pick out like an end target to push myself to get to that point, even if I want to stop before, because it just pushes you a little bit harder and pushes you to go further than you would have had you not picked it out. So I had it in my mind that I was going to make it to this stop sign. But when she said there was a minute left, I had this thought in my head where I was like, oh my gosh, my legs are dead. I don't think I can make it another minute. And I wanted to stop running. But at that same time, in that moment, I thought of a friend of mine who had run a marathon that same day and she had posted about it and how she didn't walk for the entire marathon. You guys, she ran a freaking marathon and didn't walk any of it. And in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I've only been running for like 18 minutes at this point. And it wasn't even like, like there were breaks throughout. It was a hit run. So you would sprint, you would walk, you would sprint. So I wasn't even running for the full 20 minutes. And I started asking myself, are you seriously not going to run the last minute when she just ran a marathon? And while I thought about that, I was like, oh my God. So it pushed me to finish running that last minute, even when I didn't want to. And when I was thinking about this, I realized it was a prime example of the voices we have inside of our head. And I'm sure you've thought about this, but maybe not. I promise I'm not a crazy person who hears voices in my head. Like I'm not just making this up, but we all hear this inner voice and this inner critic. And I've heard so many like professional and personal development gurus talk about this in different regards. And some of them call it this idea of um, the inner villain versus the hero. So if you've ever listened to Dean Grazioso or Graziosi, he talks about, the, he calls it the villain and the hero. 
Some people refer to it as like a devil and an angel. So if you think of like childhood movies where you literally physically see these people represented, there's a little angel on one shoulder and there's a devil on the other shoulder. And the devil is always telling you to do things that go against your morals and your better judgment. Whereas your angel is always convincing you to do what is right. Then there's you and there's the person in the middle who's kind of the mediator between the two. And if you have done any research on psychology and know anything about Sigmund Freud, I think about it as like the ego, the id, and the superego as well, where it's like our inner desires are coming out. The id is trying to tell us to do things that we know aren't necessarily right, but that we desire to do. Whereas the superego is the moral compass trying to encourage you to do what you believe is right and what you value. And then you are the mediator between the two where you weigh both options and you come to a decision. And that is the exact same thing that we have. I like to refer to these things as our bitch voice versus our boss voice. And I don't typically swear a lot on this podcast, but I think this is a topic that requires some fire behind it and some swearing. So that is what I refer to it as is I can either listen to my boss voice or I can listen to my bitch voice. And that's actually what Andy Frisella calls calls it on his podcast as well. So when we think about these voices we have, they are ingrained in us, not only from our own limiting beliefs and our past experiences, but also from what we've been told from other people. So if you've grown up in a household or in a culture or you've surrounded yourself with people who constantly put you down or make you believe certain things about yourself, your voice inside your head is going to start to reciprocate that back to you until you believe it. And not only that, but these voices are also developed from what we see within other people as well. So that we see other people making decisions. We see other people listening to their bitch voice and it causes us not to listen to our own boss voice. And instead we succumb to the excuses that our bitch voice has made for us. So to break this down, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to right now in this moment, Look around the room that you are in and look for everything you see that is blue. So seriously, take a second, start on one side of the room, scan and look for everything that is blue and see how many things you can count that are blue in your room. So right now I'm looking at a bookshelf, water bottle, I see another book, I see a lamp, I see a crate, I see a package, I see a cat toy, (laughs) I see all of these things that are blue. So see how many things you can tally up. And I'm not going to stop and let you do this because it's awkward when there's like this long pause on podcasts. So just do this as you're listening to my voice. Okay, so by now you should have a number in your head of how many things you have in your room that are blue. I want you to think about now, how many things did you see that were white? Are you able to tell me how many things you saw that were white? Probably not. Because your mind was only focused on the things that were blue. Whereas now, if you look back up at your room, I notice, okay, there's a vent there that I didn't even see before. There's a basket over there. There's a garbage can. There's a bag, right? But my brain was not thinking of what was white. It was only focusing on the things that were blue. And this is something that's called our reticular activating system within our brain or our RAS system. And what the reticular activating system does 
is it's the thing in our brain that filters in all of our senses. It's literally the part of our brain that bounces off information coming at us so that our brain doesn't combust with all of the information we're getting. So if you think of like walking into a room where there's a lot of noise, your brain is picking up all of the chatter. It's picking up all of the side conversation. It's picking up the vent system making sounds. It's picking up background music. It can hear people down the hallway. It is picking up all of the sounds that are coming in. But you don't acknowledge all of those sounds because your RAS filters out the sounds that aren't important. And it focuses on the things that are important to you and that you've consciously been aware of and that you want to focus on. So it recognizes what the voice inside your head is saying is important and your RAS then only shows you information that pertains to that. This is the thing that literally keeps us sane. If you walked into a room and you heard every single thing and you saw every single thing that was in that room, our brain would be in overdrive, but our RAS allows us to filter it out and only let in the information that is valuable to us. So when we think of this, you can maybe think of it as maybe you've bought a car before. Okay. So, um, I bought my first car before I had a Chrysler Sebring, an old little black car. And when I was car shopping, I was looking at all different kinds of cars. When I decided to buy my car, I bought a white Ford Edge and I hadn't ever really thought about buying a Ford Edge before. I went and I test drove one. I decided I liked it. So I got it. As soon as I bought that car, I started seeing them everywhere. And I was like, this person has a Ford Edge. Oh my gosh, there's another Ford Edge on the road. There's another car that's the same color as mine. And I started noticing them all around me. It's not that these cars were not around me before. It's that they weren't on my mind before and my RAS wasn't thinking about them because it wasn't in my conscious thought process to be picking up on these cars. But once I decided to get a Ford Edge and it became like a forefront in my uh, mind, I started noticing these all around me. And I'm sure you've had the same thing in regards to a car or maybe like you started reading a book and now you're noticing all these other people are reading this book. Literally anything in our lives, as soon as something becomes important to us, we start realizing how many people are doing or how many people have the same things we do. That is your reticular activating system at play in real time. And if you want to kind of think more about this, Um, I just listened to a podcast with Mel Robbins, who is amazing, by the way. If you've never heard or listened to Mel Robbins before, I highly recommend you go check her out because she is just like a brain full of knowledge that I wish I could have in my brain. But she always says when you want to try to identify your RAS, go through the day thinking of a heart. So right now, when you're listening to this podcast, Tell yourself that you are going to look for a heart today and get that in your mind. Like make that important to your brain today. I promise that as you go through today, you are going to notice hearts come up. Maybe it's literally a heart-shaped cloud or maybe someone like mentions a heart or maybe you hear a heartbeat or whatever it might be. But because your brain is now searching for this heart, the heart is going to present itself to you. And it would have been there the entire time. You just maybe wouldn't have noticed it because it wasn't forefront in your mind, right? 
So this goes back to our bitch voice and our boss voice. Because if you have these doubts, if you have this bitch voice who is telling you these things about yourself and making these excuses for you, your brain is going to search for information that confirms that that is true. It's going to find evidence that tells your bitch voice that it's right and that you shouldn't listen to your boss voice because those doubts are already existing within your brain and within your reticular activating system. And this literally is what leads to confirmation bias. And if you don't know what confirmation bias is, it is defined as the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation for one's existing beliefs and theories. So that means if you already have an existing belief about yourself, your brain has a tendency to find evidence to confirm that your belief is true, even if it wasn't already. So if we relate this back to just like success on a broader scale, maybe you've come from a family where no one has graduated from college, um, people are living paycheck to paycheck around you, and you've never really seen in real time someone who has been quote unquote successful in the way that you want to be. And because of that, you have this belief and this bitch voice tells you like you will never be successful. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make a million dollars. You're never going to get this business to take off. And because you have this belief in your mind, your brain is going to search for information that confirms that that is true, even if you have the capability to do it. So maybe that means you try to launch a business and it fails. Well, that is going to tell you, oh my gosh, well, I failed in this business. I'm never going to be successful. See, I was right the whole time. Or maybe you start looking at other people who tried to do similar things. So maybe you um, want to write a book one day and you have you people around you who also tried to write a book and their book wasn't successful. Well, that confirms that you're never going to be able to write a book. Maybe you want to start making fitness a priority in your life and you want to start working out and eating better, but you... Um, cave and you binge on a whole pizza and some ice cream. Well, you're, I knew I wouldn't be able to make it. This just confirms that I was right. So because you have that belief, you're searching for information and for evidence that proves your belief to be true. So when this happens, it totally plummets our confidence and it allows us to listen to this bitch voice rather than listening to our boss voice. And it leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I know I'm throwing a lot of like psychology terms at you, but it's so interesting to look at how our brains work and how we either can use them to our advantage by leading into this boss voice that we all have. You have a boss voice within you, or we can use them to our downfall and allow ourselves to listen to this bitch voice and succumb to this self-fulfilling prophecy which is the process of when an originally false belief becomes true simply because of your own belief. Okay, so it's an originally false belief, meaning it's not true. So if you are thinking like, I will never get in shape and work out five days in a row, that's originally false. That's not true. You have the ability to work out five days in a row. If you worked out one day, you are able to work out five days. There are people who cannot, right, physically go for a run and have limitations. There are people who physically cannot do that. But if you are able to do it for one day, 
then you can do it for five days. You have proven to yourself that you are capable. But if you have the false belief that you cannot do that and you start searching for this evidence and listening to this bitch voice, it's going to become true simply because you believed that it would, even though you are capable of doing it. And when you break this down from the bitch voice and the boss voice, you have two options here to listen to one or to listen to the other. And the one that you feed is going to be in charge. The voice that you listen to in your head is the one that's going to be in charge. So you can either listen to the excuses that your bitch voice comes up with, or you can consciously be aware of these thoughts and decide to listen to your boss voice. Think about it this way. You tell yourself the night before, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to do a workout. Your alarm goes off at 5 a.m. Most likely, you're not jumping for joy to get out of bed. And your bitch voice starts coming through and saying, oh, it's okay, you worked out yesterday, you can snooze. Oh, you had a long day and you went to bed late, you deserve to get some rest. Oh, don't worry, you can work out later today. Oh, it's just one day, it doesn't matter. Those are all your bitch voice coming through. It's all the excuses you make for yourself and it's the conversation you have and it's crazy. Like you literally can hear these thoughts in your head like your voice is actually talking to you and they're all coming up with reasons for you not to do what you know you should do. In that moment, you can make the decision to not listen, right? How often do we have to do things to be successful, Every single day, if you want to become a fit person or you want to become a healthy person, you cannot just eat a nutritious meal one day and say, I'm healthy now. You cannot eat a nutritious meal for 1,000 days and then stop and go 1,000 days not eating healthy food and say, I'm healthy now. You have to get up and you have to do it every single day. And every single day, the villain, the bitch voice, is always going to fight to be in charge. It's not like you limit your bitch voice and you listen to your boss voice for a month and then like your bitch voice never comes back. It's always going to come back no matter what. Even if you find discipline in your fitness and in your nutrition, your bitch voice is going to come up in your career or in your relationships or in your friendships or in your day-to-day life. It's always going to be fighting to be fed and to be in charge and you have to work to silence it every single day. And it's not something that is easy. It's something you have to work at. And the first step to doing that is to acknowledge that it's there and be aware of when it comes through. And what I would encourage you to do, maybe you've never even thought of this ideology before. What I would encourage you to do is today or tomorrow, depending when you're listening to this podcast, go through the next 24 hours and bring a little journal with you and write down all of the thoughts that your bitch voice has. So when you wake up, if your mind says, oh, you can snooze, boom, wake up and write down, wanted to snooze. That was your bitch voice coming through. When your voice tells you, oh, you don't have to leave for work yet, you have time, boom, bitch voice coming through because you know that you might be late and you know you should be leaving. When you decide to skip your walk after work, boom, bitch voice coming through, Actually be aware of when it's coming up and make notes so then you can acknowledge it and you can work to fight against it. 
And once you are aware that you have these thoughts and you have these excuses, then you can start taking action to prevent them. And there are a few things I want to go through with you on how to beat the bitch voice, starting with Mel Robbins's 54321 principle. She came up with this idea that, and there's research that backs it and how it switches your brain to take action. As soon as you hear the thought of an excuse, you immediately need to say, five, four, three, two, one, boom, get up and do the thing that you didn't want to do, right? You come home, you sit on the couch, your mind says, I don't want to work out. Five, four, three, two, one, get up, go work out. Do not procrastinate. When you get to one, no matter how bad your bitch voice tells you not to, you need to get up and go do the thing that you said you would do, even if you don't want to do it at that moment. You need to start keeping the promises you make to yourself. And when you do the five, four, three, two, one, it switches the chemistry in your brain to get you to be more disciplined. Another person I've listened to has called this the production pivot, which is using the bitch voice to your advantage by knowing it's a trigger to get up and do it. So if you get home and you sit on the couch and you don't want to work out and you hear the bitch voice coming through, that is your trigger that you need to pivot to be productive. So it's not something that you need to like push away. It's something you can use to your advantage by thinking, okay, I'm having this thought. That means I need to get up and do it, right? So when your bitch voice comes through, it usually comes up when you're not doing something you know you should be doing. So the fact that you even have these excuses in your mind is enough to tell you, Okay, I need to five, four, three, two, one, and I need to get up and I need to make a change and I need to work harder. Some ways that you can work every single day to not silence your bitch voice completely, but use it to your advantage. One thing I've done personally, and um, I can't even remember who came up with this originally. I Oh, Rob Dial. He has a podcast, Mindset Mentor, which I really recommend as well. He talked about the idea of 30 days of cold showers. And I decided that I needed to make my mental mindset stronger. And what better way to do this than to purposefully take a cold shower every single day, because nobody wants to get up and take a cold shower. And so for 30 days, and I did it the month of April, I live in Wisconsin. The month of April was not warm. There was snow on the ground. There were days, it was eight degrees outside And I had to get up and I had to take a cold shower. And this was not just like a few seconds of a cold shower. My entire shower, washing my hair and everything for 30 days was cold. I had no warm showers for 30 days. And first of all, this just makes you a whole new level of grateful for the ability to have warm water because there are some countries and some places who don't have the luxury of a hot shower. So I, my gratitude skyrocketed. But oh my gosh, you guys, it made my mental mindset so much stronger because I had to limit my bitch voice every day because there was no day I woke up and said, I want to take this. Every day it was, I don't want to take the shower. Maybe I don't need to shower today. Maybe I won't make it that cold. Oh, why do I need to do this? Maybe I don't need to do this. Every day I had these thoughts come up. And as soon as I ignored them and took the cold shower anyway, I was making my discipline stronger, I was feeding my boss voice, and I was ignoring my bitch voice. And at the end of the 30 days, 
I felt so much stronger mentally, not just in cold showers, but in all areas of my life because I had proven to myself and my reticular activating system had found information and evidence to support that I was able to do hard things, that I was able to do it. And so every day after the cold shower, it sucked. As soon as I turned it off, I said, I am so proud of myself because I did not let my bitch voice win. Something I'm doing right now, and if you've been listening to my podcast, you know this, I am currently doing 75 Hard, which is a program all made up by Andy Frisella. And the whole purpose of it is to ignore and limit your bitch voice mentality and to strengthen your boss voice by increasing your mental toughness in all areas. So this is in areas of your fitness, your nutrition, your water intake, your personal development. It's compiled of all of these tasks, some major, some more mundane and day-to-day and easy tasks with the purpose of getting you to do the things that you maybe don't want to do. And every day I come home and I I face my bitch voice, right? I don't want to do my second workout. It's raining outside. I have to work out outside. Nope, you have to do it. And you five, four, three, two, one, I switch it and I do it. So if you've never looked into 75 hard, Even if like fitness and nutrition aren't major goals of yours, just for the mental toughness aspect and to prove to yourself that you are capable of doing hard things, I would 100% look into doing that. But other than that, even if you don't do that program, look for ways every day that you can get outside of your comfort zone. And I mean this like in like dramatic ways. So some ways, and I haven't done all of these, but some things I've heard of is the next time you go to, let's say you go to Starbucks and you're ordering a drink, ask them if you can have a discount. Just literally say, hey, can I get a discount? Can I get 30% off? Just to see what they say, because the worst they can say is no. The best they can say is yes, and you get 30% off your order. But it's something we don't feel comfortable doing, and it's very low stakes. Like There's no real risk with this other than maybe being embarrassed. And that's the point, is that you're working to get out of your comfort zone. Another thing you could do, is the next time you're at Target or Costco or shopping somewhere, lay down in the middle of the floor, just in the middle of an aisle, lay down for five minutes and just lay there and just talk to people as they go by. Because you're going to feel really uncomfortable doing this, but that is you strengthening your boss voice and overcoming your limitations and your beliefs you've put on yourself because you are getting outside of your comfort zone and doing something that is hard. So find ways in your daily life that you can purposely put yourself in uncomfortable situations for the sole purpose of getting your boss voice stronger and learning how to beat the bitch voice. Because you have it within you to do that. We both have, we all have both a bitch voice and a boss voice. It's just which one you choose to feed and that's the one that's going to win every single freaking day. And the more and more you listen to your boss voice, the more and more confident you are going to get and the stronger you're going to get in everything you do. And you know what you have to do to get more confident? You do things that require confidence. So go out and listen to your boss voice today and limit your bitch voice beliefs. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found something valuable. And as always, if you did, I would love nothing more if you would share it with a friend of yours, either post it on social media, send it to them in a text, or just let them know about the show. As always, if you want to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at the story of dot page. I would love if you would send me a message or even leave a comment about how you're going to apply what you've learned today to your own life. And I love hearing about all of the great things that you're doing. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you next time.